This is the Sue Freeze Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the show today. I really appreciate uh, those that encourage and inspire me because uh, without you, I would just be talking to air. And uh, I'm just thankful. And when I do get the opportunity to meet you face-to-face and hopefully get a hug uh, and a smile, uh, I just I would love to hear what you have to say about how God has intervened, um, that has encouraged, inspired, and maybe changed direction, all those things that I feel the Lord's calling me on this uh, show to do. I want to hear from you, okay? Uh, if you want to contact me, I'd really like for you to do that. And the way you do that is just go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word dot com. And when you go there, just, you know, give me your information, connect with me, okay? Get on my email list so that when I have things going on, I can connect with you and you, you'll know what's happening. Because I'd love to meet you in person. If I haven't already, I'd love to meet you on per- in person. So today, I'm, I have two different things that I want to talk about, and both of them kind of intermingle. Um, I want to talk about God empowers us uh, because he created us for a purpose, right? And he empowers us to do that. But I find that there's so many people that are stumbling or just not understanding their worth or their value. And so they, they sell themselves short. And it hurts me inside to see these people that I see through God's eyes and I see so much potential. And, and, but I don't see the potential coming full circle and I don't see the fruit sometimes. And I just wish I could, you know, wave a magic wand or touch it, just touch a person and have them see themselves the way God sees them. I really wish I could do that. Uh, our words are important, and if you know or you are, if, if somebody's coming to your mind right now that is somebody that you are saying, yeah, I know someone like that, that I wish I could do that with, you know, words are so important. Use your words. Use your positive words for that person, you know. Just uh, feed into them what God says about them if you can do that. And if it's you that I'm talking about right now, if it's you that's feeling that you just, you're kind of lost, you just don't know where you fit in, you just don't know what you're supposed to do, hang in there. Ask the Lord to expose it to you. Think about what you're good at. Think about what you like doing. Think about what brings passion that lights that fire inside your belly. Think about those things. Because when you learn that when you learn what you were created to do, if, when you learn what you're, what gets you excited and passionate about. In fact, I was just on another show, and Craig, my rep for KKLA, comes in and he's he says, "I'm really sorry, I'm just listening in on your your interview, but I just never tire of seeing the passion you have for what you do." And I said, "I don't mind. You can sit in any time. You want to join in? Join in with me." Uh, but I am passionate, and if we're not passionate, that fire can blow out. It can, it can get snuffed out with just the simplest of things. So you do need to find what you're passionate about. And then it's not really called work anymore. So ministry, you know, they call it ministry. They don't call it work when you're in ministry. It's not called work. I'm going to minister. I'm not going to work when we're ministering. 
And, you know, marriage is supposed to be ministry. When you're in business as an entrepreneur, your employees should be your ministry and your customers. You know, how do you treat people? How are you treating the people that you come in contact with? Ask yourself that. Are you passionate about what you're doing? I have this whole article here, and it was set for me like two weeks ago, and I didn't get to give it. And it is what I'm talking about as far as God empowering us to do what we were created for. And uh, I like to bring scriptures into what I'm talking about. And so Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And first John four four, little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I can't tell you how many times I have to remind myself of that. That greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Because sometimes we get beat up, don't we? Physically, emotionally. We get beat up. Things just don't go our way all the time. But that's also why I want to talk about perseverance. I had a dear friend just go home to be with the Lord. He's been on my show a couple of times. His name is Joe. And uh, his services are coming up real soon. And then he's going to have a celebration. And to his last breath, he was a singer. And he he sang on his hospital bed, I think a week before he went home, uh, How Great Thou Art. And... You know, he he was just an amazing testimony to God's just love, his love and uh, God's power. And we don't have all the answers as to why things happen. You know, someday maybe we'll know. But um, he will be so greatly missed because of the way he was and his testimony of just the Lord was his Lord and Savior. And up until his dying breath, he was looking forward to going home because there was a lot of pain, but he fought the good fight. He had cancer. Uh, he tried a different way of dealing with it. I think it prolonged, but I don't know for sure. And you can hear all about it because he talked about this other way of dealing with cancer uh, on my show. So look that up. It's on podcast. His name is Joe. And, uh, it was wonderful, wonderful to have him on the show. So, um, Luke ten nineteen twenty. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. His name was written in heaven, and so is yours. It's good to know. When, when times get tough, it's good to know that. But what is an empowered life? Do you have an empowered life? What is an empowered life? And here's what this, this article, it's from Esten Swabi. And this is what this person is saying is an empowered life. One that is highly motivated, progressive, and focused. One in which you feel excited and energized. Purpose-driven where setbacks don't stop you, when you have a vision for your life and you follow it, when the circumstances you face don't cripple you, hold you captive, or destroy you, when the past no longer enslaves you, and thoughts of your future 
don't frighten you. When our words bring life and not death, when you live each day in victory, that's very good. And I would say that would bring empowerment. So backing up in this article, it says, Life is great. It is great to be alive, regardless of what you may be facing right now. It is great to be alive, to be in the land of living, to have another opportunity to right any wrong that we have done, to go after our dreams, and to live life as how God ordains it to be. However many people continually, year after year, to live a defeated life. They continually just live this defeated life. They struggle with low self-esteem, fear, doubt, addiction. They allow hardship and their struggles to take a hold of them. Is there a person coming to mind? Where are you in this picture? Where are you? Hmm. The one that stands out the most for me in all of those ones that I just mentioned is when the past no longer enslaves you and thoughts of your future don't frighten you. You know, we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all made mistakes. You, me, everybody I know has made mistakes. I uh, competed at the U.S. Open this weekend, and I'm going to go into a little detail because it goes right along with perseverance uh, with a story. And I wanted to share it with you because this this show is not about Sue Freeze, but things that happen in my life, I take golden nuggets from, I, I learn lessons. And people say, when I ask them about my show, they say, Sue, we love your stories and we love that you're real. And I don't know any other way to be but real. And Jesus told stories and his stories were lessons if people paid attention to the parables, to just the stories. I mean, the stories were how he taught. So this weekend, I was at the U.S. Open, not tennis, but swing. And it was at Burbank Airport. And it was over Thanksgiving, which I don't understand why they always do things on holidays, because we need to spend time with family. But not everybody has family. So it is a family. It is an extended family, the dance community. And so those that don't have somewhere to go, this is a great thing to do. But the U.S. Open is something that dancers really great dancers and people that want to be great dancers and people that just want to have a lot of fun. Uh, this is the highlight of the whole entire year. This is what everybody works very hard, uh, very hard. I mean, phenomenal routines, phenomenal ability. Uh, you can just see the amount of work and time that goes into what is created. If you're tuning in right now, you're tuning in to the Sue Free Show. And thank you, San Diegans, for tuning in. And I just appreciate you so very much. The the word in Ventura, K-D-A-R. Thank you so much for joining in. And I just appreciate you so much. Uh, KKLA, of course, it's where I'm sitting. I'm sitting at the studio at KKLA today. And uh, up, up north, there's an AM and an FM station. A KUHL is the AM station. And I don't have the uh, letters or numbers for the FM station yet, but uh, I'm on that also. And that's secular. It's not a Christian station. And the gentleman who owns that station or those stations said, we need we need you up here. 
we need what you've got to say up here. And so I've been on there for quite a while, too. So thank you so much for joining in. I really appreciate it. And Ecola goes everywhere that Sufri's show goes. And so if you need any termite or pest control or rodent control or bed bug or whatever uh, insulation, now we do. And uh, we do some other things, too. So uh, give us a call and, and let us take care of you there. So anyway, getting back to the U.S. Open. Um, I decided with a gentleman that I'm dating right now, his name's Stephen, but uh, he kind of coerced me into getting into a group performing program. And so I got sick, which some of you that listen know that I was pretty sick. Uh, lost about seven pounds over a two-week period and had a high fever and wasn't able to eat and drink a lot of water, and water tasted so good, but nothing else sounded good. Couldn't eat anything. I don't understand it, and I'm still, I, I've got some lab work that I'm going through to try to find out. I'm still not, I'm not 100%, but Stephen is saying that my energy level, I, he's getting his Sue back, he says. So that's a good thing. Um, but I'm still not completely, and I don't know what happened, and I think that whenever things like this happen, it's like an indicator, like your fuel gauge on your car. It's an indicator that there's an issue. And, yeah, you can put a Band-Aid on it and say, okay, I'm fine, but the real thing is, is what happened, why did it happen, and how do I prevent it from happening again? And I think that's a lesson right there. So um, I did commit, and once I commit, I commit, and I committed to do this performance program, and the first display of this uh, work was going to be on Sunday at 4 o'clock, right after Thanksgiving. And for almost, I would say, six weeks to two months, I wasn't able to go to the two times a week uh, lessons, the program where they teach more of the routine and whatnot. I wasn't able to go, but Stephen went. He was very good about going. His level of dance is not the same level as mine. Um, but he really is striving and really wanting to to bring his dance level up. So this was a great opportunity for him to do that. For me, it was a great opportunity to work with him and to uh, learn how to do things together. And I learned a lot about leading along with following, um, just so I could understand the details. And I decided that I was going to do both routines because I wanted to be the lead in the first routine, which is, um, I don't know how to explain it, uh, more of a, a novice, amateur, uh, intermediate dance level, I wanted to learn how to do the lead instead of follow. And then on the advanced one, the varsity, they call it the varsity one, um, I was the follower. So that being said, I wasn't able to learn the routine like everybody else did. And so that put me at a disadvantage, not to mention my, I was just kind of weak and uh, didn't have a lot of energy to go through the process but that's where perseverance comes in is that you know we have to be people of our word when we commit we need to follow through follow through follow through (laughs) and you know one step at a time and one day at a time and you know you just got to keep on keeping on and that's what perseverance is is keeping it on You just have to stay with it to the end. And during this process, Steve would come over and he would say, well, let me go over this with you. And I would have energy for about a minute and then I'd have to sit down and rest. And then I'd get up again and and go through this process. And he was very patient because he understood I wasn't at capacity. 
but he wanted me to to try to take in. Plus, we would sit and watch and watch and watch the routine over and over and over again on video, no matter what we were doing, where we were going. Whenever we could turn the YouTube on and, and watch the video, we were watching this video. So visually, we were getting the input, and then physically, we had to do the movement. And the reason this is so important for me to explain is that there's a process that goes on in our minds and they say, for instance, when I, I'm going to back up gymnastics, um, I was a, a competitive, I'm very competitive, but I was a competitive gymnast in high school. And the coach told me at that time that, Sue, you know, you can only go through this routine so many times. Your muscles can only take so much. Your hips hitting the bars can only hit so many times. So what I want you to do at night is I want you to close your eyes. I want you to put your arm up just like if you were in competition. I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to to engage your muscles as if you're going through the routine. And I want you to actually visually go through a perfect routine. Visually go through and have a perfect routine. And every night I did that. Well... I watched all of these competitors or these performers for this dance routine. I watched them doing this. In fact, Steve and I would be in line or at a store. I turn around and look, and he's doing footwork, and the women behind the cash register are going, look at him, look at him. And I, I just kind of got a, a, you know, a giggle about it because no matter where he was, what he was doing, his mind, even though he was shopping or doing something, he was also in his mind running through the footwork that he couldn't get just right. And so to watch him encouraged me to keep on keeping on because there was a part of me that wanted to not get embarrassed and not be able to do this routine because I set my standard really high and I have to show well. And so I was going through this internal in my mind of, oh my gosh, what if I don't perform well? What if I mess up? What if I have a uh, a lapse of memory while I'm in the middle of performance? And I was going through all of that, uh, that, that concern for me, which is something that happens when we're called to persevere. There's all these messages that come over that want us to quit. There's all these messages that come and say, you're not good enough. You're going to screw up. You're going to fail. You know what I'm talking about? And sometimes if we listen, we're not going to make it to the end. We're not going to you know, run the race to win the prize, to finish at the finish line. So I just need you guys, I'm wanting you to hear what I'm saying now because this is only, it's a dance routine, okay? It's not like life or death. It's not like the battle that Joe was fighting, okay? But it's still something that has a message here on perseverance and what it takes to finish at the finish line. So up until... The day of, okay, they were making hair appointments. And the night before, I told Steve, I said, and this is like months and months of practicing, you know, over and over and over again. I mean, I I lost seven pounds, so I was a little weak, but I was liking how I was feeling and looking, actually. And uh, my muscles were sore. And it's like, that's something that hasn't happened for a while. It's like I haven't been doing anything where my muscles were sore and you know, I, I, it felt kind of good, right? So I was feeling kind of good. 
So up until, I mean, we went to uh, the Marriott on Thursday night. And so Thursday night, we practiced until midnight. And then Friday during the day, in between my competitions, we would run over to the dance floor that was open. And we'd go through the routine and we'd mess up. Every single time there was a mess up, either I messed up or he messed up or multiple times. And then there was one time where they had the group all go and we had to go on by ourselves. And Stephen just had a total mind blank. He couldn't think at all, and his shoes were slippery, and so we totally couldn't do the routine at all. And I'm like, that didn't give me any confidence at all that we were going to be able to fulfill this obligation. I just like, oh, boy, this is going the wrong direction. There's no way I'm going to get up there, and oh, what if that happens to him up there? There's no way I can keep him on because this is a lead and follow, not lead and follow dance. I mean, and once you get behind, it's almost impossible to catch up. So... What do I do? What do I do? I can see him working so hard and I don't want to disappoint him, but then I don't want to look bad on the floor. Can you believe I thought that? But I don't want to look bad and it's a team. We're, we're there as a partnership. What do I do? What do I do? Watching Steve and watching how he kept on persevering through it. And all he could say to me is, don't make a decision yet. Don't make a decision. Let's just keep going. Let's see how, let's just keep going. Don't, let's not make a decision yet. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'll do it. And so, um, Sunday came, well, Saturday night came and Saturday night I told him, I was like, if we can run through this routine 10 times with no glitch, I'm on, I'm in it. If we can do it 10 times with no glitch, guess what? (laughs) That didn't happen. We got through it one time, just one time with no glitches. Could we have done it better? Maybe. Yes, of course we could have. But no glitches. We didn't actually stop. We didn't go, oops, or, you know, we were in the right place, doing the right thing at the right time. Ah, what a relief. But it was only one time. It wasn't 10 times. I said 10 times. We didn't have 10 times. I didn't have 10 in me to do it 10 times. Exhausted sore, so sore my neck because my neck would get caught under his arm and I felt like I was going to break my neck. And I was trying to, is it my fault? Is it your fault? Can you please lift your elbow a little higher? You know, just going through all of that. Anyway, so Saturday night, I said, I hate to break this to you. This was at the end of the evening. I said, I hate to break this to you, but I don't think that we're ready for this. I don't think you're ready. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think there'll be other opportunities where we can perform, but I don't think we're ready right now. I'm really sorry, but I just want to let you know that's where my head is right now. So I don't want to schedule hair appointment, make appointment, all that stuff. I don't want to do all that because I don't want to take up somebody's time if we're not going to go forward. Does that make sense? Yes. So the next morning comes. The next morning comes, and I'm like, my stomach is in a knot because I'm I'm ready to say no. I'm not going to do it. I I had made up my mind. I had absolutely made up my mind. I was not going to do this routine. I was not going to make a fool out of myself. I was not going to do this. And, you know, I just have to tell you that after the break, I'll tell you what happened. But for right now, I want you to understand that your life can be empowered if you just ask the Lord to give you the passion inside your heart. You know it's there. You know what it is. We will be back with more of the Supreme Show right after this quick break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. 
I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And, Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. If you'd like to sponsor this show, I'd love to talk to you. And if you're not sure, if you're, you know, you want to advertise on radio and you're not sure about advertising on radio, and let's say that your, uh, your company or what you want to advertise is in a specific area, let's say in San Diego, um, that's okay. Uh, we can do that. So just let me know, uh, by contacting me. Go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and I will be happy to help you any way I can. I've been advertising for a long time. I've been on the radio for about eight and a half years, but I've been advertising for a whole lot longer than that. I've been in the industry for 38 years, and I have been the person that has been, you know, doing the advertising and marketing for, uh, this company and the last company I worked for. So, I know a little bit. I've had, uh, you know, a few bumps in the road, and uh, so you could learn from from that from me, and um, I could guide you. So it'd be well worth your time to just connect with me. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one more dot com. Okay, uh, and learning to breathe. If you are interested, if you know somebody that has asthma or any type of respiratory issues, or if you want to just hear the journey that I had with my son, I'm still having, but had with my son. Um, the book is so much more than just about that. And people say, Sue, there's so much in this book. I wrote the book thinking that it would become a movie. Uh, I don't know if it will or not, but I'm putting it out there because, um, there's a lot in there, a lot of information about things that, that I've learned, that I've been through, that I think other people would, uh, benefit by, by reading or learning about it. So there you have it. 
Uh, just go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. You also can get the IMs there. They're free. You can get, you can download them, three pages of IMs. And if you're not sure what that is, I explain that on my uh, website. Uh, but the IMs are what God says about you, who he says you are. And I think it's important that we know that because we can get a lot of the other right here on earth by people, even good people that mean well, they could say things that really aren't helpful for you. So I, I think we should go to our maker and find out what he says about us. And that's the best way to do it. So the IMs, they're really condensed and, and in there and easy for you to read and um, you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind just by reading those I am's. Okay. So that's my helpful, uh, way of giving something to you. It doesn't cost you anything but a push of a button and maybe some paper and ink. Okay. So I know you're anticipating what happened. Um, but before I go there, I'm going to keep you, I'm going to keep you on the hook here. And, uh, I, I my assistant, Lydia, was kind enough to uh, print out something on perseverance, and I want to share this with you. And um, so perseverance, what it, what is it? It's a fruit that we are going to need to be part of God's kingdom. In fact, it's a command from God in Revelations 3, 7, 8, and 10. God commands us to persevere. This is what he is expecting of us. How do we do it? We can't do it by ourselves. We have to have God's spirit living and working in us. That's the only way we can endure. I so agree with that. And I'll tell you more about the story, and then you're going to see how this all plays out. Perseverance is one of the seven keys to success. Perseverance is needed for our spiritual success as well as our success in human life. A person who has perseverance endures no matter what the trials, or how much suffering or grief he or she has to go through. It's from the root word meaning to remain under. What does that mean? It means a man would be willing to remain under trials if necessary and to follow God's way. By enduring such trials, he honors God and learns lessons the trials may teach. In Romans 5, 1 and 2, we find, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. We stand not because we are human and are tough and wise, but because we have the grace of God. We have the spirit of God. Our hope is in the kingdom of God. Running with Perseverance. Part of the character development, perseverance series, running with perseverance, perseverance. Perseverance is essential for successful living. It allows us to consistently pursue a goal or unwaveringly live out our beliefs, regardless of obstacles or difficulties. In 1 Corinthians 9, 24, 27, the Apostle Paul compares the pursuit of the Christian life to a foot race. His vivid analogy shows the importance of persevering in the race of faith in order to attain our spiritual reward. Training. Only the foolish attempt to run a marathon without preparation. Simple day-to-day disciplines such as prayer and studying the Bible prepare one's faith to endure and help prevent those in the race from being disqualified. Okay, so my story about dancing and the training, okay? We had to train. We had to train. Now, let me just tell you, there's a little caveat here that added more pressure to me. And to Steve, but to me. And the pressure was, is that the instructor, um, was hired by the people that choreographed the routine. 
And these two people are 11-time world champions for the U.S. Open. That means they have won 11 times. That has that title has never been won that many times by the same couple before. To add more to this is that the woman, the female of this partnership, is dating my son. So no pressure, um, but it just added more. So Tatiana Molman, who is world famous for being the top, top dancer in the world, and Jordan Frisbee, her partner, were the, were the couple that created this whole environment. And how it works is, is that they choreograph a routine, they put it on video in sections. This is section one, this is section two, and they all have so many eight counts of routine. And then they work with instructors in every area in the world. This is all over the world, France, all over Europe, Switzerland, Germany, Paris, Japan, everywhere. And they're all learning the same routine. And then whenever you go and you're at a dance event, which could be anywhere because there's dance events every month, every week, somewhere, and you can go from place to place at knowing this routine and you can join in with Koreans, anybody, Australians, you know, people from Germany, Paris, Rome, everywhere. You can join in and do this routine because it's the same routine. It's, it's the language. Dance is, is the same language everywhere. Pretty amazing, isn't it? But they came up with this idea and it's, it's a win-win for everybody. They put it out there, they get a piece of the action, and then the instructors get a piece of the action because students are learning from the instructor, and the students get this high-end routine that challenges them to learn new ways of doing the same things and learn technique and, you know, where do you put your hand? Where do you put your foot? Oh, that's not the right place. So training, pretty amazing, isn't it? Sustainable pace. Okay, let's talk about pace. All right. Christians sometimes try to accomplish too much too quickly, relying on their own strength rather than on God's. Those runners often find themselves fatigued or burned out. Waiting on the Lord's timing sets an appropriate pace. I know I'm talking and I'm making this parallel with my dance situation and being a Christian and and learning how to run the race to win the prize, which isn't the prize of winning a dance competition. Just so that you know that I know that that's not the race that God talks about. The race he's talking about is being a godly person to spread the word, to bring other people into the family of God. That's the race he's talking about. He wants us to be looking for opportunities to share his love and his grace with other people. So anything that we're doing in life, we need to be uh, setting that witness, that example, being a light in the darkness. I have to tell you, I wasn't the most pleasant when I felt frustrated during this dance thing. And I had to check myself because I call myself a Christian. And the people that I'm working with and that I'm doing this routine with are watching how I'm behaving and how I'm handling my frustration. Not to mention Stephen is there and he's calm, cool and collected, but I could tell he was worried and he was frustrated and we were tired. What does tiredness do? 
doesn't make us in the best frame of mind and it doesn't make us on our best behavior when you're hungry and you're tired. You're hangry. So with all that said, sustainable pace training. Next one, staying the course. In the middle of long races, runners may hit the wall. Oh boy, did I hit the wall. A point where they feel physically and emotionally spent. From their perspective, the finish line is far away and quitting is a strong temptation. I was there. I felt it. So are you staying the course? Have you hit the wall? Are you at your second wind or do you not know how to get that second wind? And then the last one is the strong finish. The strong finish. God uses the challenges of the faith race to develop people to be mature and complete in him. Just as athletes are crowned with victory, wreaths, and medals, God rewards those who persevere to the end. You're listening to the Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And, uh, you know, no matter, no matter where you are and on the Internet, we are all over the place. So thank you so much for joining in today. And we're talking about perseverance and how God empowers you and I to do what we were created to do. And I'm hoping that this show uh, is to help you, encourage you, inspire you to run the race, to win the prize. And, you know, I'm a goal setter. I don't know about you, but I'm a goal setter. And somebody the other day said, you know, Sue, how do you do what you do? How, how do you get it done? And I answered so quickly, you know, I don't know. I just do it. You know, I do I have a choice? I just do it. And I realized after that, I mean, I kind of like brood on that because I brood sometimes. I have to brew it, digest it a little bit. And I was thinking to myself, I I set the goal line. I I I, I decide with the Lord's help what my priorities are. I prioritize things and I check them off in a timely manner so that I can get things done. Some things fall and I have to pick them up. But on the whole, the priority is the priority. And I'm, you know, I'm committed. I'm a person of my word. And that is a priority to me. I get very frustrated. And this is something that's going on with me right now. And I'm just being real. uh, When I hire a company or a person to do something and they don't, they don't uh, exceed or even meet the expectation. For instance, my ADT security system. I hired them with specific information on what it is I needed. Then it was up to them to decide how they could deliver what it is I'm needing. They fell short and, you know, things have happened that have cost me money and time. And so now they're asking me to pay a bill that I feel I don't owe. And so I'm talking to them and I'm just like, I can't even believe that you guys are asking for this when I have written you numerous letters telling you that, you know, I'm not a satisfied customer and things have not happened the way they were supposed to. So expectations have not been met. Whose responsibility is that? Well, first of all, I need to let them know that there's a problem. If I don't let them know there's a problem, then it's my fault. But if I let them know there's a problem, then it's up to them to do what they're going to do. At Ecola, I welcome uh, issues because the issues are opportunities for improvement. And I want to know about the issues because if I don't know there's issues, then I can't fix them. 
and I'm a problem solver. So I look for systems, procedures that might be not being used or not exactly correct, and then I have to look at, you know, options. And there's always more than one solution to any given situation. So I have to look at this, the, uh, the options, the solutions, and decide which one's going to be best based on the goals. Okay, we have to have that vision in mind. We have to understand what the goal is. So my goal and Steve's goal for this dance event was for us to improve our dance, to learn how we are as a partnership, but also to be a light in an arena where people can see a good relationship. So we had to keep that in the forefront of our minds that, you know, even though I got frustrated and sometimes I, oh my gosh, you're knocking my head off right now. Would you lift your arm up? You know, I had to do that in, you know, gentle, gently, you know, even in my frustration, I had to be gentle. So uh, did I always do that? Mm, I think on the most part, yes. I don't know. I'd have to ask the people that were in earshot of what was going on. Uh, but, you know, I always, Steve, more than me, is very encouraging and just said, you know, come on, let's keep doing this. Let's keep doing this. And so uh, it's just amazing to experience all of that and persevere. So talked about the strong finish. And uh, I'll talk to you about the, the finish. <laughs> the finish we had. Um, key points. Maintaining spiritual disciplines and following God's pace helps our faith to endure. So spiritual disciplines in anything we do, our day-to-day habits, the things we do over and over again. It's just like learning this dance routine. It's like we had to do it over and over again. But what I've realized and what Steve realized is that if you practice wrong and you learn wrong, then it's hard to fix it. It's hard to change something that you have in motor memory. It's hard to change a habit. Once you start doing a habit, if it's the wrong habit, it's hard to break that. So it's better not to get in a habit than to have to break a habit. Now there's there's a real golden nugget right there, isn't it? So before you take that first cigarette, before you do something else that creates a habit, whether it's, you know, oh, I've got to have this at night, I'm going to have a hot fudge sundae every night before I go to bed. That's not the best habit, okay? If you're going to have a hot fudge sundae, have a salad for lunch, and and then have your hot fudge sundae and just skip something else, okay? Don't add more to that if you're worried about or concerned about your body, okay? Just be smart and think ahead a little bit and think about your goals. You know, when I was concerned about um, my weight, I say a moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. And say, is it worth it? Is it worth that moment on the lips? And so that might help some of you. I don't know. I don't know. But it helped me when that was an issue for me. When we feel like giving up, God's strength sustains us. God rewards those who persevere to the end. If you want to have some good examples of perseverance in the Bible, the Bible shows that perseverance is one of the virtues expected of Christians. It is proof of the genuineness of faith and spiritual maturity. I have a bunch of scriptures here. Um, spiritual growth, if you want to know more about that, Ephesians 4.15. I'm not going to give you the scripture. Uh, fruitfulness is John 15.4.8. God's armor, Ephesians 6.11.18, putting the full armor of, of God on. Assurance, Second Timothy one twelve. If you need assurance right now, just remember that. Okay, write that down. Assurance, Second Timothy one twelve. Salvations, Matthew ten twenty two. And rewards, Galatians six six nine. 
Christians are not only called to believe the gospel, but also to endure whatever challenge they may face because of the gospel. True Christian victory is achieved by enduring different types of sufferings, whether tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, or peril. The love of Christ, the Savior, will get you through. This is Romans eight thirty five, thirty nine. So getting back to our performance, in case you want to know how that happened. Um, I had performed or competed every day except for a Sunday. Um, that was awards day and whatnot, and we were going on. So when I walked in to where they were doing the hair and the makeup, that was... I, I talked to Stephen and I said, Stephen, I still, I don't want to take this time up that somebody else could be using for their hair because I don't think we're really going to do this. And I was still like this. And this was at noon, the day of performance at four. And um, Steve, Steve says, Bella, who is the instructor for us, and she's a wonderful woman and she's very good. She's a wonderful dancer and very encouraging and inspiring. And she says, I got you, babe. You know, that's what she said. And, um, Anyway, so Steve's standing there for a minute, and um, then I said to Bella, Bella goes, do you, are you going to get your hair done? Because she she had someone there to do hair. And I said, well, what do you think, Bella? What do you think? Do you think we should do it? And she goes, well, did you run through it? Did you get through it? And I said, one time. She goes, oh. I said, so what do you think? I mean, I don't want you, I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to embarrass me. I don't want to embarrass the team by messing up or having us as a partnership mess up. So what do you think, Bella? She looks at me. She's so pretty. She's got the prettiest face. She looks at me and she says, I think you should do it. I thought for sure she was going to give me an out. I so thought she was going to say, you know, Sue, I think you're right. I think you should. And Steve was standing right there and I was like, oh, man, you did not just say that. And she, she I think you should do it. And I'm like, I looked at Steve. Steve walks away. He just didn't want to be there while Bella's talking to me. He's like, okay, I'm going to leave this one alone. I'm going to let Bella handle it now. And so he left, and Bella and I talked for a minute, and I said, are you sure? I said, you know, we're we're having brain cramps, and, uh, you know, the lead, I'm just, I'm, I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And she says, I think you should go over to the, the, the um, practice room right now and practice. Just practice right now. Practice, practice, practice. And I looked at the schedule. I had nothing else going on. And so that's what Stephen and I did. We went over. And we go into the practice room, and guess what? There's like six other people, three other couples in there practicing right along with us, okay? And so up until this time, I've kind of kept to myself, and I was kind of embarrassed that I didn't have the routine like everybody else did. I was way behind. And so I felt like putting my head down. I felt not confident. I felt like... I just felt like quitting. I so did feel like quitting. And I felt like, uh, I don't know, there was so much going on emotionally inside of me. And uh, so then I I said to one of the guys, I said, can you go over this part with me? Because I'm not feeling it. And so he did. And when we did that, Stephen goes, oh, you know, I didn't know that my hand was supposed to be right there. Or I didn't know. And so I said, okay. So the gentleman took time out of his time. Uh, of him practicing with his partner to work with us. And then another couple did the same thing. It's like they all rooted. They were all pulling together to get us up to snuff so that we could perform with them. And so there was just this encouragement. It wasn't like, I don't know, they just all wanted to help. And I just felt, how wonderful was that? 
And then I felt like I can't let them. I've got to do this now because they're all wanting. They're just per, they're just pulling together and they're saying, no, it's just this, you know, just do this. And then there was Steve and Steve just just. Oh, man, he just wanted to do it so bad. And what pressure he was facing. Here he's got this girl, and, you know, he wants to impress her, and he wants to do the best he can. And, oh, man, if he fails this up, I don't know what the future holds for him. I mean, if he messes this up, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And he didn't verbalize this. I just knew that he was facing all this thing. So we performed. We performed, and we did a great job. My necklace fell off. I pushed it out of the way so we didn't slip. We performed it and we hit it and it was awesome and great and we felt such an amazing triumph. It was our victory between the two of us. So thank you for listening to our story and be a blessing to someone each and every day and persevere. Just persevere. God bless you. Bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.